We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. I am pissed off. This, this, by the way, this is the worst way, Samuel, to spend your 40th birthday. The big 4-0? Stop. stop. Oh, not my four. goodness. I'm, Happy birthday, brother. How many, how many years in a row have you said I'm 40 while I'm not 40? Like nine now? It's got to be a decade of the same joke. It never gets old for me. I mean, by proxy of how calendars work, we are closer, oh. but we are not. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we you are know, not. We are not getting there. I am. The, the I have decided. Get. To, I've decided to pour myself a beer because I this performance was disgusting, and it is my birthday, and I deserve it. But <laughs> you know, I was gonna say. I was gonna say coming into the show, the older you're getting, the happier you are on a daily basis. Uh, but, but now, that's, you know, that, that's not true. That's, that's not, not true, true anymore. Oh, no, nope. that is not true at all. Nope. Happiness is not a thing that is happening right now. I'm trying to figure out and I appreciate one of the mentions saying happy birthday, but um, I'm mad. They had to have this game. They should have had this game. And it's the same crap that we've seen all season. I feel like I'm reliving. 2020 21 with losses that don't make any sense you know that's that's how i feel right now uh i have a take that i think at this point the warriors are a self-fulfilling prophecy i think that they know are we getting meta yeah when they know that when the bench comes in they're going to be bad. And you just can't flip a switch and say, boom, we're going to play like we did when we're up by 15. Boom, we're going to play great defense like we did when we start the game. You just can't you can't shift momentum like that and just cheat basketball is what I feel about this game. Because the Warriors, when you watch a large majority of this game, they are a 55-win team, right? I mean, you can just watch three quarters. There are 55. The core dudes are 
very much a title contender. You know, whether they win or not, like they feel like they can compete with anyone and win in any matchup. Easily, easily. And the problem is, I always believe that momentum is real. And right now, you can see this team science lose the momentum. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really get I'm really getting into the X's and O's today. People always give me shit for that. It's just <laughs> it, dude, like you you watch Steph, look at Steph, look at Draymond, and you look at these guys and you know that okay, well, we're, if we don't go up by 15 here or if we only go up by 4, we're going to lose the lead. They get brought back in with 8 minutes left, down 6 or 7, and they they're immediately going uphill against a young basketball team that's on fire, right? And now part of it's their fault, part of it's their fault. They're fouling nonstop but part of it's like you just can't keep playing basketball like this to appease just shitty basketball players around you it just makes life so much harder yeah i'm gonna so you're so you're hitting at my point which is um we're gonna get some pushback on the idea that it's all on james wiseman it's not all on james wiseman everyone on the bench sucks yeah, you are 100% correct in diagnosing it as like the minute starters come off the floor, it feel like they all know it's going to happen. They're they're praying it's only a minus two instead of a minus eight. You can see it in Steph's body language. You can see it in Draymond's body language. Like it, it's it's not hard to see, but like to me, it still all comes back to number 33 being gifted minutes. Because he was drafted number two overall two years ago. Uh, you, you may agree with me, you may disagree with me, but the way I see it is at this point, he shouldn't be playing. And when he goes in there, I see Jamichael Green overhelping because he's like concerned about him. I see um Ty Jerome, I see Moses Moody trying to to, to overhelp, and it it just it leads to the situation where everything's snowball. It's a hard game. You can't you can't just be doing you can't you can't win the game while also trying to overcorrect for your teammates in that way and um i feel like a big part of the warriors success last year was being egalitarian and they didn't gift young players minutes kuminga when he played well he got minutes when he didn't play well he sat on the bench when moses moody played well he got on the rotation when he didn't play well he sat on the bench jordan pool down the line and it created a culture where your performance mattered right now they're gifting minutes because of draft picks and it's creating a total mess and it's not fair to the core players as far as I'm concerned. And it's also not fair by the way, to James Wiseman who, whatever you think of who he's going to be in the future, he's clearly in a situation he's not ready for. And right. He right. just gets thrown out there and Steve Kerr has I have zero complaints about the way Steve Kerr is handling it. Like, honestly, most coaches would not have the patience and kind of like just the the emotional intelligence to try to hold their way through it. But you could see with with the way he like literally pulled him out of the lineup in the second half. He's like, I can't. It, we're going to lose this I game. Do this. And, and yeah. they did lose the game. I, I just can't do this. And we talk about it. And I want to keep berating the point is it makes life so much difficult for all the other players. All of a sudden, Jordan Poole comes in. He's completely out of rhythm. I always say Jordan Poole is a bad defender, but he brings so much of value offensively. You need to be able to give him the freedom to do that. And they've done that. They did that last season. And even if he struggles, he, you know Jordan Poole has that value. So make life easier for him. 
Steph can play with James Wiseman because Steph is Steph. He can play with me. It doesn't matter. But Jordan Poole is 22 years old. He needs to be able to have an environment where he can get to the cup, put defenders around him, put wings around him, make it easy for him. I think you also missed one point that you mentioned on, on, on Twitter today is it's unfair to Jonathan Kaminga, who is not playing right now. And if you were to ask me if if Jonathan Kaminga is as bad as the, in the 10 minutes of what Wiseman has been, I'd be like, ah. We saw what Kuminga did last season. He was never bad, Sam. He was never close to this bad. Honestly, he was good, right? You could argue he was actually good in the minutes he played last season. He showed plenty of flashes playing the way that the Warriors are trying to play. And I guess my thing is whenever you're trying to shift the way you play basketball, like the Warriors are three separate times a game, you're, you're, you lose, you got it. Like, it's like an identity crisis. It feels like the Warriors 130 points tonight by the Orlando, 130 points. The Orlando Magic. That's the perfect way to put it. It does feel like an identity crisis um, because the core knows how they want to play. Love it or hate it, they have a very established identity, and it's a winning identity. Um, they they move the ball, they leverage the three point line, they play off of the gravity that Steph gets. It wins. Sometimes it's annoying when teams overtrap them and you're like, why don't you do something else? But they have an established identity that has delivered results for almost a decade now. Now they're trying to mix in. We have a rim runner. Just trying to mix in too many styles. And it does feel like there's too many conflicting priorities with this team instead of the only priority which matters, which is winning. And that's how a team like Orlando who got their second win of the season tonight. Oh, my God. And I'm not sure they're good. I do like some of Orlando's players, and I could see them being very good in a year or two. Paulo looks like a superstar in the making. Uh, Jalen Suggs took a... Yes. He he came around this guy. Uh, Franz is... Like, they have some pieces. They're young, but you see the pieces. But my, my point is, if they are just focused on one task, which is how do we win this game, and you're focused on multiple tasks at all times, you're going to get burnt. You're going to get burnt over and over again, and it does feel, like you said, it feels like cheating the game. It feels like, all right, starters did their job, which they did at the beginning of the game. Now it's time to put in the guys who have no clue what they're doing. We're going to try to establish a new identity. Boom, lead given back. Okay, starters back in, going to get the lead. Okay, we're going to do it again. And next thing you know, you're in a single possession game in the fourth quarter. And you can get as mad as you want at Steph for that dumb turnover. But I see 39 points on 22 shots. I see a guy who absolutely should have, like, whenever it gets to a single possession, anything can happen. A guy can hit a half-court shot. A guy can get fouled at the three-point line. LeBron can hit a fadeaway from 28 feet. LeBron can get strip-sealed from Iguodala, like, and, and I'm just picking examples I remember from history on this, but my point is on a single possession game, anything is possible. The entire point of good basketball is not being stuck in a single possession game. Yeah, you should be up by 15 because they were. You should be up by 15 uh, with five minutes left to go, and you should be sitting comfortably at home thinking about, you know, should Steph play tomorrow because he only played 28 minutes today. That's what you should be thinking about, right? Instead, Warriors are going to go into New Orleans tomorrow and lose that game because New Orleans is healthy and the Warriors are probably going to go young guys tomorrow. So it's it's that's the other thing. I, I do think part of this is the Warriors are getting humbled too. Uh, you get humbled when you try to do these things that just aren't possible, 
They just aren't possible. Last season, the Warriors didn't do this. They actually didn't do two timelines. They actually said, you know what? We're just going to win with the vets we got, and they won it all. And they won it all pretty easily. They looked like they were the best team in the regular season, too. And, and, and can I can I throw yeah. one thing in there? The Spurs are the Warriors' number one, like, win and develop. Kawhi Leonard. They never made a concerted effort to put Kawhi on the floor when he wasn't ready. Kawhi had to earn those minutes. They treated Kawhi the way the Warriors treat Moses Moody. Kawhi just met the challenge and then came up on top. They didn't throw Kawhi out there when he sucked, giving him minutes because they drafted him at a certain status. And that is my problem with the two timeline. It's absolutely possible to develop players while winning, but you cannot gift them minutes. They have to earn it. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. You, you see Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had to earn minutes on a good Celtics team for a while. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, you, that's, Kuminga has to earn minutes. Yeah. For what? For what? This team is so freaking bad. They just gave 130 points. They, they don't have depth. It's, it's, it's not like, it's not like they have like eight players where you're like, well, I get it. Where's he going to get minutes? You know, that, like, I mean, we're talking about Wiseman, but Jermichael Green was awful tonight. Uh, you're telling me that Kuminga can't play some of those minutes. Moses Moody was, uh, you know, Jordan Poole was bad tonight in the minutes that he played. Uh, Ty Jerome was actually not bad, but you're, you're, like you said, we came into the season, you and I sat here and we talked about the Warriors being the deepest team that we've seen in years. That's obviously incorrect. They might be, this might be the worst bench that we've ever seen during the dynasty. They can use Kelly Oubre right now. Oh my. <laughs> they really, well, well. <laughs> they, uh, my thing is they could use Damian Lee, who I shit on every single game last year. They could use JTA. They could use who else was on the bench. Like they could you. They definitely could use those two come guys back, right now. Come back, come back home, JTA. Come back home, Damian Lee. Seriously, I never wanted you gone. Seriously, um, Otto Porter. Uh, put some voice men on. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're gonna do. I want the goons. Can we get the goons in the Discord in the light? By the way, if you don't subscribe to Lightyear's Discord, there's a free version. There's also a Patreon version that you can pay for. Uh, for the hardcore goons, but they should do a do a video tribute to D Lee and get him back on the team. We need him. Uh, JTA, Otto Porter, G, get th- get those guys back. You know, like the old days. Because um, what we're watching right now, I think is it's less so about um, it's less so about how bad they are on the court. I do think the players know. You can see in Steph's body language. Did you see that? Did you see that clip, Sam? Of yes. Steph telling Wiseman to like, dude, set a screen. And then Wiseman, after sets the screen, doesn't clear the lane because he thinks it's 1932 where Big still post up in the lane. Like, dude, what are you doing? And then Steph shoots a three. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? So I think at some point the players understand nice that this is reference. A- yeah. <laughs> 1932. Did they even play basketball? Anyway, I just think the players understand the problem. I guarantee you there are going to be rotational changes that come after this road trip. You, you can't. This is not sustainable. I, I can see guys out of the rotation. Dante is going to be back too. Um, I, I can see big changes coming up when they, when they get home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before you get out of here, Andy, let's let's bring up let's bring up Aaron. Yeah, let's close. go. Let's go a couple minutes. Yeah. Oh man. Aaron's better got better better have some Hennessy in this because I, I could really use I could really use so yeah, yeah, dude. See, I got a game I gotta Andy, play, but after Andy's about to set screens and scream. This is how it's done. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I clear the lane. Hey, I clear man. the lane. I, at this point, at this point, I think the word I think the Warriors could use you. Yeah. Oh. I've seen that. I've seen that that defense on Zaza. I, I think they could use you at this point. Well, defense, yeah, yeah. They well, could use hey, Zaza. They could use that's Zaza. basically what they're doing anyway. So yeah, that sure, is why true. not? That is true. They'll probably true. play more than Kaminga. The Warrior, uh, the Laker, the Lakers are about to have a better record if they win tomorrow. By the way, than the than the Golden State Warriors. This is this 2022-23 Warrior season is is turning out to be a hell of a hell of a ride. It has not been uh it has not been good so far, but it's been kind of the same story, right? Like everybody of the starters is good, everybody on the bench is bad. And uh you guys have been talking about it, but I'm I am officially off of Wiseman Island. I colonized it and I'm officially done. There's just there's not enough there there. And if it is going to look like this, and Wiseman is going to look like this, he looks like he's playing for the other team every night. If he is going to look like that. What the hell is going on with Jonathan Kaminga that we're not seeing that is so bad that it is overruling what we are seeing from James Wiseman? I don't get. I just don't get it. Did he murder somebody? Because apparently, <laughs> apparently, you can punch a teammate on video and you still get to play. So, did Jonathan Kaminga murder somebody? What happened? Hey, you we can, need you Sam punch, sources on this. You can punch a teammate if you can if you can play the pick and roll on both sides that way. So, um, no. It's man, it's it's frustrating. Does anybody right have any idea what Jonathan Kaminga is allegedly not doing in practice? Or there were all those rumors about him showing up late last year. I don't know if that's a thing, really, or not. But is he like what? Does anybody have any excuse for why he's not playing? It's hard to say. Hard to say at this stage if they have like what? Any is, what is Steve trying to? I mean, Steve is obviously trying to send him a message trying to prove something right trying to get him to do something different in practice i guess but how about when a dude can't play in the games let's uh let's get to this quote real quick and before andy has to run steve kerr says he'll look to make some low lineup rotation changes and that everyone will get a chance to play after the warriors fourth straight loss he says clearly they haven't found the right combinations and that will be the focus going forward from kylan mills of cron four um, friend of the show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Steve's not insane. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how else he's supposed to play that one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're supposed to say it was like I love the minutes I got from my bench. We're looking <laughs> great. We're gonna stick with it. Steph has to. I if Steph can't score forty five, I'm not sure he's the guy anymore. Like, what what else? What else is supposed to say there? Um, it's it's good to not feel like gaslit, but like, yeah, I mean, I, actually, you and I have sat across from each other. We've actually no complaints about Steve Kerr this season. I still don't. 
Um, he's he's doing what he has to do. He's doing what this he's doing. He's given a directive, right? And he's trying his best. But you're three and six. Actually, now that I think about it, I assume that Steph, Clay, and Draymond might not play tomorrow. I think they actually will. Um, at this point, they have you, to. You can't just give up a fifth loss, right? right? And that's the problem. Is that you play for two timelines, and all of a sudden you're stretching your guys. Steph played 38 minutes tonight, and you're going to tell me in order for them to win tomorrow that they're that he only has to play. Th- He's going to play another 38 tomorrow if you want to beat the Pelicans. The Pelicans are get Brandon Ingram back, by the way, their best player. So now you got to go play another game against a team that's 10 times better than the Magic on the road, on a second end of a back-to-back. You tell me, right? Like, that's... This is the, fa- this is the failing. Uh, this is the failing of the two timelines because yeah. not only are you not developing anybody, but you are also materially impacting your chance to win a title this year. The West is like the top of the West has been a little weird, other than Phoenix. But the West in general is 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 just too good to give these games away. These are the ones. Charlotte is. You're terrible. gonna need to win. Detroit in the high is terrible. 40. You're gonna need to win in the high forties to fifty. You need about 50 to, to avoid the plan. So, yes. Exa- like- yes, that exactly. And because of how good the West is, look, I don't think the Warriors, with the starters, proved last year that home court isn't as crucial as it might be for other teams. However... Did they, but did they? They only didn't have home court in one series against Memphis. Well, they win, They can win on the road. They, they've, won sure. a ser- they've won a game on the road in every playoff series, right, since Steve Kerr has been there. And look, they were the three seed, so they're right there is proof of concept you can win without home court. However, I think this year, I don't know that home court matters so much, but A, staying out of the play-in, and B, an easier path through the playoffs definitely does matter. The Warriors like this are going to fuck around and find themselves in the play-in. You, you don't yeah. have the option because they've given these games away. You don't have the option of resting Steph tomorrow. We have an announcement. Oh, which is light years has a new sponsor. And we have some exciting news about that in coming weeks, but this is a little teaser for the sponsor. Mm. This is officially the Pacific catch post game show. I like that. I see the, I see the logo up there. I like that Pacific catch sustainable seafood, West coast style, Honestly, my favorite takeout spot in the Bay. You got locations in all Bay Area counties. You're in the city. You're you're out in uh, Contra Costa. You know, with the Danville dads getting hyped on David <laughs> Lee highlights. You're on okay. the peninsula. You're in the, you're you're up in Marin. There is a Pacific Catch location. Menu, phenomenal food, consistent. Honestly, don't feel like eating after that loss. But in an hour, when I'm hungry. Right, probably going to order in some Pacific Catch. In fact, I might do it now because I'll probably be hungry. So when I when I come I in, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming in for uh, for Thanksgiving. Coming coming home for for the big game. Cal, obviously, Cal Stanford, and then the day after Thanksgiving, Cal UCLA. So during that week, I'm there. I'm gonna make you take me to Pacific Catch. We got to go get. We're, we're doing we're cool. doing it. There's multiple right. locations in the city. I got you. All right. Um. All right. Let's let's get back to the show. Let's start Jonathan Kuminga real quick before we get to the goons. Mm-hmm. Um, because someone asked me, like, oh man, they made a mistake not taking Franz Wagner. And they might have. Franz is good. I like Franz. I like Franz in the draft. He's lived up to it. A 19 point uh performance tonight, three rebounds, two assists. Um, generally a good player. I don't think he played the best all-around game, but a good player. But I'm not willing to go there because I don't know what Jonathan Kuminka is at this point, and that is the point. I thought he had a very productive rookie year. He was in and out of the lineup, but there were times where you're just like, 
that potential is tantalizing. Yeah, even played and, well sometimes against Denver in the playoffs. Yeah, he had some moments in the playoffs. Also Dallas. Um, not so much against Memphis and Boston, but like I'm not going to hold it against a teenager for not playing against the two best teams players the Warriors played against the playoffs. The point is he was very um, – I-, I thought he was ahead of the timeline last year. And this year, he's not on the rotation. Um, and when you see games go the way it's going right now, it makes you wonder – not only why is he not playing, but like, why is he not getting shot? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I think that is a very valid question. And the com- the comparison, uh, I, I, was it, did we hear, oh, you know what? I think it was, I think it was on the low post that they, they were talking about um, uh, uh, Zach Lowe taking the L for being all in on, on Kaminga and, you know, the saying that they shouldn't have drafted Wagner uh, when now sure. it looks like now when now it looks like they have, but I think it's currently kind of, it's it's in favor of Wagner. But, yeah. but I think it's a failed premise because Wagner was always ahead of Kaminga. Kaminga was always a potential guy, right? An athleticism and potential guy. And for whatever reason, this season he has not had a chance to develop any of that potential. This is the this is the challenge of the two timelines. This is why it's never worked before. Um, and it, maybe it didn't. I mean, it technically worked last year, and Lakeup can take his victory lap. They won the title and didn't trade any of those guys. But if you're not going to play Jonathan Kaminga, trade him and go get some help. Because if you're not going to play him, he has no chance to develop into whatever anyone hopes he might be. If you're not going to play him, if he's not going to be in the rotation, trade him. Get yeah. somebody who can help. Yeah, I mean, and and to me, this ties to what Steve Kerr said, which is he's going to make rotation changes. So. My assumption is Kaminga's going to get a shot because they, they only have so many players on the bench. Like, it, it's not like, it's like, all right, now I'm going to bring in Kevin Durant. Like, you know, it, he's only got so many options, and this is one of those options he has not played yet. Um, when he's played this season, he has not played well. He has not. But it's also hard for me to read too much into it because he hasn't got consistent run. And that's why the Wiseman discussion has brought in because every game Wiseman gets consistent minutes. So it's kind of like he knows he's coming in, you know, somewhere around like the three minute mark in the first quarter. And there's some consistency and that's something why um, Kuminga has not gotten. Uh, and, and, and I wonder if that's one of those things where, you know, if he gets like 10 games in a row, do we see better play from him or, is that not the case? But anyway, I, I do I mean, think there, it's worth is trying. Is there any answer? Has anybody, and I don't know this, um, you know, I see I see Warrior stuff. I follow the Warriors very closely and see stuff on Twitter. Um, but I do not follow all of the post-game press conferences that closely. Do you know, Has any have any of the local guys? Yeah. Uh, there's, it, an interesting, there's an interesting relationship there. But No, the, the question's been asked, and Steve is very polite about it and very, you know, uh, he, but he, but is it not, asked why not, isn't Kaminga playing, or is yeah. it asked why is Wiseman playing and Kaminga isn't playing? That's more interesting, and I'm not sure that's been asked. To be honest with you, um, because the comparison the comparison part is necessary. I get it. if we're just going full on a hey, like we're gonna go through the ups and downs and develop guys. Fine, if they both suck, fine, play them. If that's mm-hmm. what your objective is, and if that's what ownership wants, fine. But the stark contrast between one of them sucking on the court, very obviously in real NBA games and still getting minutes. And another one who has similar pedigree, maybe not, obviously he was picked five picks later in, in a different draft. Uh, like why is Wiseman playing in Kaminga? Is it unless something, 
and, and look, maybe it's not something that Steve wants to reveal publicly, and I understand it. Um, maybe it would be damaging to Kaminga if he said why. But I, I mean, I mean, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith put that out there, and whatever you think of Stephen A. Smith, I, I don't think he's making up Kuminga rumors in July. Like someone told him that. No, whether, yeah, I don't know whether if it's, it's right. He's been whether it's before, whether yeah. it's reputable is a different thing. But Stephen A. Smith isn't like you know it's gonna be ratings on July twenty third. Jonathan <laughs> Kuminga rumors. This you is, know? So. <laughs> but unfortunately for Steve, and 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 it may not be his decision. I don't know. But this is a question because he's the head coach, and therefore theoretically in charge of lineup decisions this is one he has to answer why is james wiseman playing and kaminga is not that there is an imbalance there <laughs> someone says and, and look if kaminga knows the reason and it's been communicated with him and he has not lived up mm-hmm. to whatever he needs to live up to to earn the trust back or the minutes okay but at this point because of how bad james has been it's on steve to to at least admit that I'll say um, I'll say this. I've appreciated the way Steve's communicated publicly. He's definitely trying to protect both guys to the best of his ability, which is his job as a coach. And I do think the protection speaks to the fact that he thinks both guys, I don't want to say are mentally fragile, but, um, you know, he's not ready to uh, throw him to the wolves. He's trying to you know, put on other players, which ties into this quote, which just came out of the post-game press conference. It feels a bit like a championship hangover. I don't know that I would put the Warriors losses on the core guys who want a championship. Um, Not this one or any of the other ones, but that's been a consistent theme from Steve over the last few games. And to me, it feels like he's trying to push pressure off of the young guys and the new guys who um, probably are feeling it. Probably They're probably feeling it. They're like, we walked into the defending champions. Um, I have to live up to that championship pedigree, and I'm not ready to. Um, I get it what like, It feels like a lie to me. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but it just feels like a lie to me. But do you agree with my logic? Like, why? Yeah, oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if they had come out sluggishly in game one, you know, you get your rings and all of that, fine. I get it. The first few games, but this is we're getting into the season here. And once the losses start start piling up against Orlando and Charlotte, Miami's not any good, right? Like this is at some point it, we don't blame a championship hangover because you have the guys to go, Oh wait. And from the beginning of the season, it's been the same story. The starters destroy are the destroyer of worlds. I even thought at the beginning of the year that it was bench combinations that weren't working. It wasn't just the mm-hmm. bench. Now it feels like everybody on the bench just can't play. So no, I don't. <laughs> Except for Ty Jerome, who's a stud. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ty Jerome. 14 minutes of Ty Jerome. Um, who was probably the he was probably the only well, he was the only he was plus three today and plus minus. I can't, I can't blame this. Steve for playing him. He he's he's playing well, but yeah. <laughs> no, but if you need Ty Jerome, what is that like? What is that telling you? Just because Dante DiVincenzo is out like everybody else is around so and no, i th- no, but no, i do think this is interesting that and, and this is a question for you do you think i think ultimately that clay shot not going in tonight is probably a good thing because if you the issues are still the issues too even straight, if they straight. win this game no right? i like, agree. and and maybe that gives you some some that's like it, avenue that's to it. be like and eh, well we won and eh. That's an interesting way to put it because we have back-to-back games where Clay had 50-50 shots to win the game, and it's Clay. You know, if the sample's big enough, he's going to hit at least 50% of them because he's 
he's that good a shooter. And um, he did have his best game of the season, but you're right. If Clay hits the one against Miami and the one against Orlando, they're five and four. And we're like, okay, well, you know, it's, they're clearly like sleepwalking through the early part of the season. Um, him missing those two, they're three and six, and we're a little worried. Uh, I can see your logic there because I do agree with you. Um, those shots would have been, um, you know, kind of covering up the bigger issue, right. and maybe they drag out a lot of longer. So, it, you know, you could make the point that like going down three, three, six could help this team in the long term. We're going to have to wait and see. I have one quote I want to play for you from Steve Kerr, actually, via friend of the show, Anthony Slater. So let, let's play this real quick. And then after this, we'll get to the games. Uh, you know, it's clearly frustrated with this play that culminated tonight. He gets yeah. the technical. Um, where are you at with him right now? And 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 how do you guys try to kind of? We're, we're looking at, at James and JK and, and Moses um, uh, in a big picture way. So um, you, you don't you don't get these guys who basically play, you know, three college games in James's case or you know, 12 G League games in uh, JK's case, it doesn't happen overnight. So the development uh, plan is uh, is something that we're looking at um, comprehensively. Yeah, I mean, it ties back to the thing. Steve's, Steve's a good coach. He's trying to take pressure off his guys. It's an unenviable situation. Uh, he clearly doesn't believe in them as impact players right now. He thinks this is um, he's got to develop them, and he's trying to he's trying to get people like me off Wiseman's ass. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real about it. He's trying to he's trying to get people like me to calm down a little bit and be like, "This is what it looks like." When so then play, play then play Kaminga too. Yeah, I mean, and if Kaminga sucks, then it's about both of them and not just about James. That's that's totally fair, but it, I mean, I, I can't. I think Steve's handling this as well as anyone could because um, usually when you win a title. And you have a proof of concept. You're not asked to cut your bench for a bunch of young guys that, and try to figure out fair. how to fly. So, um, and he hasn't complained about it, and no one's complained about it. And you know what? It may end up working for them in the long run, but like right now, not so great. Well, and so, the other, and to be fair to Steve, and I'm pretty hard on Steve publicly, but to be fair to Steve, the other part of this is how much of this is a directive from ownership and slash management. Which is another, you know, you may you may know, but I don't know the answer to that. So that that's part of it too, that he's not going to or he could, but it it is in nobody's best interest for him to talk about publicly too. So as the head coach, that's just kind of another one you have to wear. Yeah. Uh, and, and like look, it's clearly a directive to win now and develop, but um, but like you and I will never know like aggressive a directive right. it is but right, like right. It, it's clearly like right. where is uh, it between point? directive and mandate yeah where, where is it uh between like we would like you to do this and if i don't see him playing 25 minutes um we're gonna leak some weird stuff about him you know? like <laughs> i mean and, and like that's, that's like, like the, the only option for wiseman playing right now doesn't that's it? it i mean that's the extreme option and like obviously not the one that i believe in but like you know it's um it, it's something like that anyway i think it's time to get the goons Let's get the goons. I feel wrong calling her a goon <laughs> because she's a lady. Right, uh, right. Karima, how you doing? I was not expecting this loveliness to look, pop up look, on the screen. Guna, guna, you know, and I just, oh, okay. guna, I like it. you know. <laughs> Whatever you want to call yourself. 
<laughs> hey, fellas, listen, happy 30th birthday to you, Sam. I appreciate no. it. Unlike, <laughs> unlike Andy, you understand the anxiety <laughs> that I'm Aaron, feeling. Yes, the, my dear. The, the great sub. Yeah, you did try to go try to go to the righty, right? Try to go to the bullpen a little bit. Yes. Throw you a knuckleball here and there. Got you. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Yeah. Wiseman is just he I'm feeling bad for the kid, but I'm also like, dude, you just you just can't possibly be this bad. And I and I feel for him. I do. But my Lord, it's just like I had enough. Get him out of here. Send him to the G League. Try to get him some reps away from us. Away from us. But I'm I'm miserable. He doesn't want me to be around. Like he needs he needs some time in Santa Cruz. They're, they're much nicer down there. My guy, yeah. GSW Rabbit, he's the nicest guy on earth. He's not he's not gonna give him this treatment. <laughs> There'd be some hand holding, <laughs> some he, warm he, hugs, some cocoa. An extra hand to actually grab a rebound and secure <laughs> it. But you know, dude had two points and tons of fouls within minutes. It it's just so it just really gets to me. But let's move to what do we make of all of the fouling? Are we, is that really on us more so or the officiating? Because 46 fouls just in tonight's game. Do you mean in general or? Shout out, shout out game? Merrick Kogut, the, uh, yeah. the legend. <laughs> the Draymond true believer, yeah. But just, you know, just overall, but also just... <laughs> I mean, 46, what? We had like 30-something the last game. Like, this is just, this is something. And I'm feeling like it's a little bit of bus. It's a little bit of officiating. And what what's going on with Jordan? And that's all. Kareem, I appreciate you as always. I think it's a little bit of everything, as it always is. Um, yes, is the answer to that. Uh, I, I do think it's a little bit of everything. I think the there's a lot here. Let's let's start with let's start with and there are good questions and points that she brought up. Let's start with with James and the G League. I don't think it helps. And the reason why is because the G League is not a place for big men. Um, right. So it's not, know, it's the, not the comparison league, is cool. it's not minor league cool. baseball where, yeah. where it's just like, oh, he can't hit. 98 let's let's let him hit against 92 or something like that. when pool went down and i saw people on twitter you know how how talking about how well making the comparison with how well it worked for jordan pool who's also been hot garbage this year um that went down to the g league and how successful it was and he came back and he was a different dude that's because he had the ball in his hands literally as much as he wanted then that's not the case in the g league because you have guys like jordan pool down there that are handling the ball and are trying to do what they can do plus uh Wiseman as you have noted one of I think the most frustrating thing for you is his aversion to physicality and contact sure you're not you're not you're you're not getting that in the G League you're not getting the like guys that can physically match up uh, look nobody can really not, physically yeah. match up with him but not those guys aren't in the trailer G League. down there yeah R.I.P. <laughs> um so let then let's talk about the, the fouling part of it um I think it is mostly the Warriors. I don't think it's a ref thing. And some of this is, so usually the more aggressive teams uh, get a more favorable whistle. That's just how it works. And the Warriors are not a yeah, particularly if you put more aggressive pressure team. going downhill. Yeah, yeah. Correct. They're a jump, a quote unquote jump shooting team. This year, it, but so the secret sauce to the Warriors was always because of the gravity of Steph and Clay, they used to get 
all kinds of stuff at the rim. They would get so many looks at the rim because everybody was terrified that they were going to get killed by Steph and Clay and all the confusion that they that Steph causes off the ball, all of that. Um, and this year, they are simply not getting to the rim. I, I believe they're last in the league in attempts at the rim, and they're not finishing well when they get there. So that speaks to a lack of pressure that the Warriors are putting on the rim, and frankly, a lack of physicality and and yeah. uh, athleticism and aggressiveness that also leads to them getting fewer fouls called for them. Uh, the stuff defensively, it's just bad defense. It is just lazy, bad defense that they are playing with their hands, getting out of position. Yeah. All right. To my guy, Peritosh. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? We can hear you. What's going on, bro? Okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> just watch the game, depressed as usual. But I think I've... <laughs> so uh, I had that kind of two points to make. First one regarding the bench, obviously regarding Wiseman as well. Um, I think uh, if I really think that if you separate Wiseman from the rest of the bench, they look much better than they're currently looking. Like if you watch Michael Green when he plays with the starters, he's rebounding stuff, he's making weak side blocks, he's flashing to the middle in the zone. So it's he knows how to play. It's clear he knows how to play, and he's athletic enough that he can make an impact. But uh, same with not same with pool. Pool has started slowly, but even that has something to do with the fact that Wiseman is plugging up the paint and he doesn't he doesn't have those lanes to drive and finish like he used to. So I do think that uh, I don't want to dunk on the guy. I feel bad for him, but I really do think that if you separate Wiseman from the rest of the bench, the bench doesn't look as bad as it as it's currently looking. Like it's not like we just losing GP2 and Otto Porter cannot lead to, I mean, Damien Lee and JT as well. But we saw what they did when they were here. So it's not like we have lost a lot of um, uh, a lot of production from the bench. It's just that it's just not clicking with Wiseman. So, and in relation to that, my second point was that Wiseman, um, uh, Steve Kerr's quote really made me think that Wiseman really hasn't played anything more than three college games and a bunch of G League games. And he's he's being asked to uh, deputize behind Looney as the second string center for the NBA champions. So in a system as complicated as the Warriors run, like both on the offense and the defensive end. So it's not fair to him because it's not it's not really easy to be a center in the league anyway. And to be a center in the Warriors system is even difficult, even more difficult. And what I thought about is that Kuminga last year was getting development minutes. Like he wasn't being thrust to play actual minutes when the Warriors were trying to win the game. It was mostly when they already won the game or they were trying to, they had already like a 20-point lead. So if Wiseman could get those minutes instead of being getting these heavy usage minutes that he shouldn't be right now, I don't think it could look as bad as currently looking. And Kuminga should be the one who's getting thrust for, further forward into the rotation because he got to develop through last year getting those extra minutes as like, the, like and he got to play when he played well. So Wiseman should also be getting those minutes if he plays well. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. Yeah, Peritas, I agree with you. Um, I think his overarching point is, and I agree with it, development needs to be earned. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not helping Wiseman to give him three minutes when he's not ready. And yeah, that, 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 that can reinforce bad habits. Yes. And, and, and look, the proofs of the pudding, like we've tried it a bunch of games in a row. It's not working. So it's time to kind of, you know, but- that's what it's been. I mean, but that's what it's been. That's what it was two years ago, too. I mean, did they learn nothing? Because Wiseman started just be like, dude, if I remember correctly, James 
like basically was only there for like the last week of training camp, right? In his in his rookie year, and then started anyway, which was kind of a surprise. And I think the first two games were like at Brooklyn and at Milwaukee. Like, what what do you expect? It's like, and and if this is the case, then why isn't Patrick Baldwin playing? Why isn't Jonathan Kaminga playing? If we just given away minutes for development, why not? What's good, Jay? Ty? Ty, what's up, my man? <laughs> chilling, man, chilling uh, after a tough loss. But uh, how y'all doing? We're good. We're good. good. Hey, here's your birthday, Sam. Is that true? That's a factual statement. Oh man, happy birthday, bro! Happy birthday. Appreciate it. We tough got that for you us. Had to, tough to you had to be uh, rewarded with that, this uh, loss. How you got the pick in? I like it. I thought we were gonna get a W. I thought we were gonna have a fun. Uh, post game show, and here I am. Just you know, now it's a depressing birthday. By the way, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. It's I was at the it's, Lakers. It's worse. You could be talking about the Nets. Facts. Uh, I was at the Lakers game yesterday, and I, I saw that Matt Ryan crazy buzzer beater. So you when, are you? Are you in LA? Yeah. Mine's so when, hit, uh, when Clay hit the when hit Clay hit the one, it was the, it. It was like the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, this is the universe saying we're about to win this. Lost. That was a bitch. It's one thing. Um, Man, the the Wiseman being a project, it's so evident. A that he was picked too high, which is fine, whatever. It's in the past, blah da da da. But him being a project and just not being able to play, but also being at a position where the G League isn't gonna help him, is just so tough. Like Steve, he'd been kind of he uh, he kind of foreshadowed it a couple of uh, games ago when he was like, hey, we're not giving out minutes for charity, this, this, and that. And and I think he's been like he's been lowering his minutes. And finally it's coming a time. But I mean, I, and I think he was trying to save like Wiseman's confidence, but I think it's just kind of like, hey, you, you might gotta let him you, you, saw, you saw Steph's reaction there. It's like at a certain point, it's we all I mean, know what's up. We all like it's it's going to get worse if we keep with the fake charade, right? Absolutely. 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 I think there's a, so I'm less worried about it in the playoffs. I think that Steve is going to, will be more aggressive about you're not playing unless you're helping of course. in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm less worried about the playoffs, but the part of it that concerns me is these last four games and whatever this experiment is currently materially impacts your chance at even making the playoffs at this point, right? The Warriors. I, are I think that's like a little far. I think it's okay. A far. Okay, fine. I, I agree. Really? The Warriors are going to make Let's the playoffs, honestly. but it matters if you're the two seed or but the four it, seed or the seven seed or the nine seed. Like all of that matters. Absolutely, it matters. Absolutely, it matters. And I've been a proponent of like my whole thing was like, all right, look, taking a five game like segments is is his five games better than the five games before. Personally, after this game, I was like, all right, maybe we can pull the plug a little early. I don't need to see the fifth game, but um, <laughs> four is good enough. Right. Yeah. Fuck it. But I do think that there's a real reason like he's a, like not a scrub. But he doesn't know what he's doing and he's still a walking bucket. He's a he's scrub. Huge. No, he is a scrub. Call it what you want, but he's he's huge. Right. And he does give them like if he's playable, that's an element like that we just don't have. So, you know, I get why they want to 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 unlock him, and I think it would be helpful or additive. But at the end of the day, you take the core six, Dante, JMG, who 
he was he did some bozo stuff at the end, but his like glass work, I was I was looking at it earlier. His offensive rebounding percentage on the season is the same as Tristan Thompson's was in the 15 finals. Like he's a gifted offensive rebounder. So yeah. we got nine deep. Um he and- might he might actually I mean that's such a warrior thing. They they signed him to be a power forward. He's a center. He's a center. He's a center. <laughs> and and so could Kaminga be, which is precisely why you don't have to gift Wiseman mm. minutes. I don't know about Kaminga at the five, but I do think JMG playing the five today and not being like and being and holding up solid. I think that was probably the last thing Kerr needed to see, along with Wiseman's bumbling to. All right, let's just put give give uh, Jamichael some some center minutes and, and, and give uh, uh, JK the four. Hey, uh, Sam said this on Twitter, Appreciate especially you, for the team that initiated it and has perfected it not actually needing to play a center at center like what's funny man it's funny what is going on here i I got a lot i got a laugh because crying sucks so well so i always say right like people ask me about gms getting fired and i say gms don't get fired for bad draft picks gms and in this case coaches although neither of them is getting fired they get in trouble for trying to justify those bad picks right and extending them and signing new contracts and gifting them playing time all right, you made a bad pick. Okay, fine. But that doesn't mean he needs to play now. Quit trying to justify it later. What's up, my man? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is Ishan, and I'm, I've been a lifelong Warriors fan. I've been enjoying the dynasty as usual, but I'm just kind of finding this year and this team, like it's really hard for me at least to connect with them. I'm not having fun watching the games like I usually do. Like <laughs> that. Odell I'm not having meme. fun either. So just like, us two of us. It's, it's just like I I hate how one player, and I don't want to dog on this player, but like just ruins like my fun for this team, and it's just so frustrating to watch like this happen. And like I think as fans, like we just deserve better. Like at at a point, like we know the potential of this team and we've seen it. And like to just be like yanked of that happiness is just so frustrating. Like when the answer is right there in front of us. And I don't know at this point, like I, I, I'm willing to just throw out the word bust. Like it's just, I don't really see anything. Like, I don't know if that's, if I'm crazy, but like, I, you know, I I just don't think it's too early for that, but it's not out of pocket. It's it's been three years and like I get that he does he hasn't played that much, but at the same time it's like you'd like to see some improvement and there's just nothing and like it's 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 just so frustrating to watch and I hate how they double down on it and it's just I, I wish they admitted it, you know, because you know that that's kind of all I gotta say. It's just one player is just really making me so frustrated and I, I miss like players who are so charismatic like GP2 and like Otto and all those guys last year and Juan and Damian Lee. And like these players just like look like straight face, no emotion, don't want to be there, those kind of things. And yeah. (laughs) Ishan, I appreciate you, my man. I agree with you the whole way through. I think he hit on one thing that's, look, I've mentioned it. Uh, Aaron, you know how I feel about it. It's not (laughs) that Wiseman is a bust. It's not that Wiseman's not ready. It's I'm tired of being sandbagged on it and being told right. what I see with my eyes is not true. I, you know, you, you yeah, know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's tiresome. Like if we could all be honest with the fact that the kid's not ready, then we can have an honest discussion about whether 
you know, because there'll be some people who are like, trade them, get rid of them, you know? And there'll be some people who are like, give it time. And that's fine. That's totally fine. You know, th those are different perspectives. That's different patients. That's different ideas on how the whole thing ends. But don't tell me what I'm seeing is false. Don't tell me the sky is right. green, man. Don't tell me the sky is green. So, yes, 100%. And I think I think the most frustrating part, I think, for, for Warriors fans is that this was a problem last year and it ended up working, right? They didn't go get another center because it was, oh, Wiseman will be. And that was more injury win the they win the title if he comes back from like, but yeah. uh, not if he plays significantly, right? But but it was always we don't, and even toward, at the trade deadline, it was always we don't need another center, we don't need another center, we don't need another center because James is there. Okay, fine. And again, but I felt like everybody was being gaslit a little bit then too with the honesty about his progress returning from injury. But having seen all of that and having known all of that and having watched him in summer league in preseason. Again, not getting another center, it's it, it's 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 like it's arrogance. You didn't learn your lesson. Go get somebody else that is seven feet tall that is can or just, just or just or just bring back a guy or just bring back Otto Porter and be like or so. fine or <laughs> or decide that James is not going to be the backup for Looney and say okay, mm. our centers are Loon and Draymond. That's what you're going to do in the playoffs anyway. But if you have to drag this into the playoffs, yeah. you are materially damaging your chances. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get Sora and let's get out of here. Sora, what's up? All right, man. So firstly, I just want to say to the viewers, everybody there, we are here together, man. <laughs> you ain't alone. <laughs> you ain't alone. It's been tough. It's been real tough. You lighting I, a candle? Man, I, I've been praying all night. When I saw that clay three, I'm like, Come on, there, there's still a bit of hope We're that Paula turnover. Yeah. I'm like, five seconds? Steph made a little bit of a weak pass to Clay, and then, you know, Ty didn't move too much. So we couldn't make too much out of it, but th the end was I. But Wiseman, man, like, I, I just want to know who do the Warriors think he can actually be? Genuinely asking, because since the start, I've never been, like, big on Wiseman just because I felt like the Warriors don't need a, a big that can create or anything like that. They've always needed a big, like, Looney. That guy that's, like, Bogut, Looney, Zaza, where it's like, this guy is just putting it all out on the floor. He's rebounding. Like, that Hakeem Olujuwon we saw in the playoffs, that's the big That's our need, guy. Yeah. Right? And uh, I never saw it from Wiseman. And so I, I've always just wondered, like, where do the Warriors actually see this going? Because I remember in an interview where Steph was talking about the next generation where he saw, like, he said something about Wiseman being MVP and something like that. Like, come on. Genuinely speaking, what are the chances Wiseman becomes an MVP, right? In the <laughs> 1950s NBA or in 2025? <laughs> uh, 2030, 25, I think 27-year-old Wiseman. I don't see it being an MVP level player. I don't even know if he can be an all-star level player. Right. I think he can still be a good player, but then how long would that take? Right. So I, I just wonder what, what do the Warriors actually think they can get out of Wiseman? Sorry, I appreciate you, my man. Here's what I'm going to say, because uh, we, we can theorize on this one all we want. I think they took him number two overall um, and they're trying to see what they can get out of him. I don't think anyone inside of Warriors headquarters, you know, uh, at Chase thinks he's Joel Embiid. I think they want to believe he can be a player in the rotation and then make options because, you know, a busted pick sucks. It does. Yeah. 
And good organizations don't just give up on players because they play a couple bad games. And I don't think they should give up on him. I just think they need to reframe the way that they are utilizing him and, and playing him is, is really what it comes down to. So I think the, I think a lot, the problem you can, if you squint, you can see a lot to like offensively. You can see a lot to like defensively. I mean, he's, you can't he's, see anything he's a, to like. He's a top 1% athlete. Like you do not and find that guys, size and you don't, don't find make, guys that size who move like that. Like just and you don't fall with, 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 with those with kind touch, of skills, right? With touch. Yeah. He does have touch around the rim. You know, he made some threes his rookie year. Uh, there's some clips of him handling the ball a little bit. So if you squint, you can see like a lot of that you can like, but the feel is so bad that I don't know that he has any chance to take advantage of, of all of that stuff that if you squint, you can see it. Mm -hmm. He's also in his own head about, you know, he fouled so much as a rookie that he's being told, just go straight up, use your size, your length, just go straight up. Now he barely challenges anything. He's so afraid of fouling. He drops way too deep in coverage, basically goes and stands under the basket. And NBA players are just too good for that. They'll make sure. that stuff all the time. But I think the bigger issue, and, and he mentioned, uh, Sora mentioned Bogut. I think, the, and Bogut has said this basically from the beginning about how difficult it is to be Friend of the show. A, a, a center in the Warrior system. Because all that shit you've done your whole life, when you play center for the Warriors, they don't want any of that. They don't need it. No. They want you setting screens that centers do, which James doesn't. All that stuff about diving to the rim and being a vertical threat like JaVale, that's a red herring. That's not really what is necessary. You get a bucket or two a night out of that. Fine. Nobody cares. But what makes it go and why Looney has now really turned into a player and why it's always worked for Draymond is because they can be a part of that Cuisinart. All the read and react stuff, yeah. the slipping the screens, the the passing, the getting Steph, you know, uh, you know, taking it, the giving go with Steph where he resets himself. That's what the Warrior centers have to do, and that requires IQ and feel. And James just doesn't have any of it. I mean, so, the starter the starters scored 103 points tonight. Yeah, he's it's, just not like whatever whatever he could be if you use all those tools. And I, I think the Warriors development staff is fine. He just can't be that with the Warriors because the asks of what a Warrior center does do not are not in line with what he's good at. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. Um, we're going to end it here. What a fucking disappointing road trip. <laughs> yeah. Larsul, appreciate, appreciate you as always. My pleasure, brother. Anytime. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. We get out of here. Everyone, have a good evening.